live in the studio once again on Wednesday, January 29th. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's right. Sure. Sounds, good. Sounds good. Episode 313, everybody from the 313, put your hands up and follow me. Hey. hey. <laughs> Shout out Eminem, 8 Mile. Uh, we are here. It's Coach Guy, it's Coach BG, it's Coach Kyle. Fellas, how we doing? Somber. Great. It has been uh, an interesting last few days as basketball fans and obviously with the passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and uh, the other the other people on board um, that were involved with his um, daughter's basketball team um, and I think my quick thought on that and then we'll get into it is um, obviously he's the forefront but there's lots of families and lots of people affected um, I thought about that this morning or even last night when I talked to my girls everyone's remembering Kobe and and um, that's getting a lot of publicity and run and outreach, but there's Kobe meant just as much to his family and everyone else as those other people that were lost to their families and their friends. And so um, not to not to forget them and, and have that fall by the wayside. But um, but I digress. So um, let's get into Kobe talk and talk best memories and basketball and all that jazz. Um, in the meantime, let's give a quick update on everything that we're doing. We have uh, some youth three-on-three stuff going on, and um, we got winter workouts that have been started. And, um, fellas, why don't you just give us a rundown on everything that's been going on the last few weeks since Christmas? Um, well, the winter workouts, we are three weeks in now. Got a little break for the Super Bowl this upcoming week, but those have been great. But my favorite thing to do has been the... What is it? First through third, second and second third, and third second and third, three on three. Usually those camps they kind of drag on because you can only do so much with second through third graders. But second through third, three on three has been booming, and it has been so fun to watch. It's been fun to see them like not only play the games because you don't get to see them play a whole lot at that age, especially, but you're doing less of the skill stuff that you would do in a regular camp and more concept-based stuff. So to see, like, how well they're picking up, like, thinking through the game, why we're doing what we're doing, that's all also really fun to watch. So from week one, we got week four tonight. It has been honestly, like, night and day just to see how well they're picking stuff up. So I really look forward to Wednesdays every single week because of that. Yeah, I'd say you hit it on the head. I don't. I mean, those second and third graders. That's so much fun. Just, I can't really say you you, you hit it on the head. The concepts and seeing them process that, um, it's just it's hilarious. But it's, <laughs> but it's just it's really it's rewarding too to see them out there on the mini hoops and trying to go get buckets. Just you know those little second and third graders, and it's just a lot a lot of fun. Just to piggyback piggyback off that, I think just as young as they are, it's just so pure, like you guys said. I think that's at that age and seeing them think through things, make some mistakes, and then learn from their mistakes. And most of these kids have never played an actual basketball game. So this is their first experience. So they don't have any preconceived notions of what they should be doing in a game or how they should be cutting or how much they'd be shooting or parents telling them what they need to be doing. They're kind of just all natural, and you kind of get to see that firsthand and the ups and downs, and um, it's been a great experience. Yeah, and then there's some other small workouts and indies obviously going on in the Bear Select. We've kind of gotten through a big chunk of our season, and we have um, probably just a few tournaments left for everybody. But uh, the big one here this weekend, especially on the guys' side for U3 um, and Coach Chase and um, uh, Coach Altenberg, and um, miss anyone? 
That's about it. Uh, we're hosting our Avera Select Invite Tournament and uh, some anticipation coming up for that. A big weekend for us as we prepare for that at two different locations. Five ports going all day Saturday and Sunday morning. Um, excitement for that. You guys looking forward to that and pushing your teams. And we have teams coming from Omaha and Sioux City and Rapid and Watertown. And um, what are you, you guys? I'm excited. And I wouldn't say nervous, but... But you are. But nervous. Because <laughs> I have a, a little bit of a gauntlet schedule, so it'll be good for my team. A little stressful for me, but good for the kids moving forward. So that's what we're in the business of. As much as I would love to win every game by 40 and be stress-free, they're not getting anything out of that. So we're going to be tested, we're going to be pushed, and we're going to learn some things. Yeah, I'm excited for, for the test. Um, I'm excited to see how my guys come out in the first five minutes. All right, hopefully we don't come out scared. We're just ready to go right from the tip. That's what kind of been our theme all week in practice because if we don't get off to a good start or don't come ready to play, I guarantee these teams will jump right on us. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a tough schedule, but it should be good for them. Fifth grade might have the most gauntlet schedule of all. Yes, um, as, they, as they said, I think it's very exciting for us because this is probably the most competition we'll see at any tournament all year. Um, and to have it at our home facility and us hosting it kind of makes it even more more special overall. And, you know, like they uh, previously stated, we have some really tough teams and it's really going to challenge us. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. It'll be interesting to see how they react because you know they're going to go on a 10-0 run, an 8-0 run. There's going to be spurts like that. But how do we react when things go bad like we always talk about? And then just playing up to your potential and playing the game the right way and not... Um, getting away from what we do as a team and not trying to do too much, and um, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Looking forward to it. Um, see what we got. Yeah, it'll fun. It'll be fun. I'll uh, Jim monitor and put in scores for a little while. It'll Good. be fun. So, um, all right, let's jump right into it. Uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant and definitely a shocker. I know for me, we were out and about on the town, and I felt um, I don't know. I just felt awkward like not knowing someone I've lost people close to me in my life but not really knowing someone personally but having them be an influence on your life um, definitely made me pause and think about things and maybe think about uh, loving people more and hugging people more and talking to people more that you take for granted a little bit because you just you know you never know when it when it could go and hit home it hit home being um, you know them going to a youth basketball game and me thinking about us traveling to use basketball games or practices and all of our parents and all of our kids that are the same age um, doing that on a consistent basis. So that really hit home for me. Um, but it, it definitely made me kind of sit. I've watched so much Kobe videos and highlights and uh, different interviews and things since then. And um, But he was definitely an impactful person in my life growing up. Um, just quick thoughts on your guys' like your first reactions to it and, and uh, your I guess your quick thought on like Kobe as he influenced you. Well, obviously, I didn't know him, but, like, when I first heard, I was in disbelief. Like, I was just shocked. I was in the middle of workouts, and a kid came up to me and told me, and especially with all the LeBron passing him the day before, so all of his legacy talk and all of his moments were, like, being talked about the night before, so I thought there was no way. And, like, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm a LeBron fan, so I wasn't, like, a huge Kobe fan, but I obviously watched him. I followed his career, and... He was like a influence because he's 
footwork and mentality and all that stuff. So I paid close attention to him. So it honestly like felt like losing a friend. Like obviously didn't know him, but I'd compare it to like when Mac Miller died, RIP. It just like kind of hit me a little harder than it should have. And then the whole element that he was with his daughter and then there was other families involved that was like pretty sobering. So it was a tough day of workouts, but I'm sure Kobe would have wanted no other way. Just go rock out and compete. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, you know, me and BG were doing them workouts and BG told me first and when he said it, it just felt like someone punched me in the stomach and and we talked about like not knowing him personally, but that's when it really shows the impact he had on you. And maybe you didn't realize that at that point. But when I think of Kobe, I just respect. And he was wholeheartedly himself at all times. He never changed for anybody, no matter what the circumstance was, what his, who his teammates were. Kobe was Kobe. And, you know, he had that arrogance, but that confidence. And he put in the work. And there's a reason why he was arrogant and he was confident because he put in the time. And just that mom mentality, that's the biggest thing I know I talked about with our OI group last night that worked out and in practice. Like, what does that actually mean? You know, for some of these young kids, they've seen highlights of him. But just that when you reach that pedestal of the top, that you don't stop working. And having that, just that hunger for more. And all that comes from, for the most part, from within. And not many people have that, especially now nowadays. It's a whole different concept um, with this generation. But I just remember uh, just his competitive spirit and just especially what he did for women's basketball towards the end of his career and going to a lot of WNBA games, going to a lot of um, NCAA women's games and just kind of, you know, taking that ownership of being a dad um, or a girl dad, you know, there's the hashtags going around now, but he wholeheartedly meant that. And um, I don't know, he just one of the most real people you ever meet, or if you were to meet him or that you felt his presence. I think that's what I shared with my sixth grade group, with my group and with uh, Cody's group yesterday before practice. And just like Kobe being an influence on me, like I was in middle school and just really getting to like basketball and with Shaq and Kobe. And like that, Shaq was my favorite player. Um, but I got to watch Kobe and then you got to see him go through the tough times when the Lakers went down after Shaq got traded and then they got back up um, towards the end of my college career uh, when they were beating Boston in the finals and all of that. But I think you kind of said something, Kyle, like Kobe was always himself. I told that to my group. I said, I think the thing about role models and people that influence your life is you have to be the same person that you are. You have to be the best you that you can be in life, but you can take different things from your role models and your influences. And that's why you look up to those people. That's why you like those people. And Kobe was that for me. It was his hard work, his dedication. And he wasn't always probably the most liked, but it wasn't out of like um, harshness or being mean or trying to be a jerk. It was like out of love, trying to get the best out of it. Shaq told that great story in that interview of like, I realized that I was lazy and I wasn't working hard. We could have won 10 championships if I would have actually worked and not shown up naked to practice or whatever the heck Shaq used to do, you know, all the crazy stuff. Like Kobe was like, he got mad at him because he didn't have the same work ethic and he would get on guys in practice and some guys didn't like playing with him because it was that mentality. And I told my kids that I just said, if because a coach gets on your teammate pushing, it's like that. No, it's not because they're out to get you. It's, it's out of love, and you got to understand that. And they're trying to make you better. And that was him wholeheartedly, and from every story I've ever heard. And that's I think the biggest thing that I've always respected him and enjoyed enjoyed him, and why you know he was an influence in my life. I think. I'm still in disbelief. I just can't even. Um, everything that he did for so many people. And then still thinking that he had so much more to give. That's just, yeah. that's what hits me. It's just, you could tell that, 
yeah, he was a competitor on the court, but now that once his career was over, how much he was going to give back, mm-hmm. not only to like people like us, but his daughter and the women women's game and just yeah, he didn't have to, and he just he yeah. just chilled. He, I remember an interview pretty recently. He was said he saw the game through his daughter's eyes, and that's what reconnected him with with basketball. He wasn't looking at it through his eyes like as a competitor, as the Kobe Bryant. He was seeing it through her eyes, and now he could pass everything that he learned, his his Mamba mentality and his X's and O's and everything back to her. And, and that's I mean, and that's the worst part is is his daughter, I think. And, yeah. Because all three of those daughters. Yeah, I mean, he has a whole family, but. God, it's just, it's unbelievable. And I think it's our, people like us, it's our job to continue to install the Mamba mentality in, to our players and the people we influence. Keep it, keep his spirit in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, best Kobe moments, like memories, or what do you want to be, G? I'm fine with best Kobe moments because I got a few that come to mind. And what it wasn't one that, like, I had because I knew we were going to talk Kobe moments, but it was one that came to me like while we were just talking now. But when he walked out of practice and he was like cussing people out, it was like on the Jeremy Lin years. It's like, yeah. y'all, y'all MF's not getting me better. I'm out. Like, that is the sickest thing. And he was yelling at Mitch Kupchak. He was Get really some guys that yeah. can play. You <laughs> guys can't play. I really, really about that. Like, and that was a that was a. Real and honest, but also a challenge to all those other guys. Like, oh yeah, figure it out. Like, we're not good enough. I'm like, I, I expect this level of excellence, and you guys aren't good. And with Kobe, like being what he was at that time, like that was later stage of his career. Like he's done everything. He's already like put himself in the top five, top ten, wherever you want to put him, players of all time, and. He's still in the gym at 4 a.m. before treatment, getting shots up, getting treatment, like taking all, doing all those little things that, because like Kyle said, you never stop that. Once he got to the top of the hill, he kept going. These guys thought since they made it to the NBA, they made it. They're on Kobe's team, they're on the Lakers, they're this, they're that. And he was not having that. Like, mm-hmm. and that was awesome to watch. And that's a clip that I'll always like revert back to because similar story. Just a straight dog. Yeah, for sure. I think one was. Lou Will was that kind of the same years as that? Yeah, I think it was after a game. They're all wearing his shoes, all, oh, yeah. all wearing Kobe's, and they didn't perform up to Kobe's expectations. And he, he took their shoes; they're all Kobe's, and said, "You don't deserve these. You guys are soft. You can't wear these." He took all their shoes that were threw them in the Kobe garbage. Shoes and threw them in the garbage. Yeah, you don't deserve them. So, same exactly kind of the same thing as BG. What BG said, but competitor i think there are certain things that stick out you know his 81 game or making free throws with a torn Achilles or anything like that but i just go back to like me being an impressionable what was i at that time like 12 13 year old um 14 year old kid 11 whatever but uh watching him in those lakers portland series those lakers sacramento king series back in the early 2000s and uh, seeing him ascend himself into something that everyone can kind of visually see like he's really really that good and uh at that point it was kind of like that that's the dude you kind of want to emulate your game after like i mentioned earlier Shaq was my favorite player but like i think it was more of a dominance and it was more of like man how does anyone stop him kobe was so like diligent with everything that he did and he had the athleticism and he had the work ethic but like 
his footwork and the way he got the shots and the way he passed the ball and handled it and some of those things and was never able was never afraid to ask for help he just always wanted to get better but you could see in those early 2000s years when he started to like to you know ascend to the to the top of where the league is and Michael Jordan's just leaving and and uh you know who's it going to be and you know that was kind of an interesting time because I always say this like I always say the MVP in the NBA is just uh, whoever had the best stats on the best team award, to be honest with you, you know, Um, because the reality of it is from probably about 2004 to 2010, he should have won about six or seven straight because he was the best player in the league. Um, And then you got to those later 2008, 9, 10 years, and that's when LeBron started becoming the best player in the league. And that's where you hear the stories of like um, the 2008 Olympics when LeBron's watching Kobe be there at four in the morning and oh Kobe lifts weights and Kobe does extra stuff like that's where LeBron figured out that was Kobe giving back to passing the other the torch. players passing the torch and uh but I just I think of just him as in general watching him when I was 12 13 14 years old trying to learn basketball and and watching basketball and some of the things that he would do and how he would act in his mannerisms and how it's so important to win that really that that's the memories that stick out to me more than I guess a singular thing I agree with that and just his intensity every time he stepped on the court. Like you could just feel it watching him and I can imagine playing with him and just that, you know, when he's in the building with you or in a room with you, you feel that greatness or you feel like you got to be held to a higher standard. Aura. Yes, you just, something about him. And I go back to one of his worst games was, um, I think it was what, his first playoffs, I don't know if his oh, second yeah, year. Yeah. But he took, yeah, he had like three or four air balls in the fourth quarter, but continued to take them shots. And that's when the Lakers kind of looked around his teammates. They're like, okay, he's going to be the dude. Like he's willing to, even if he's missing shots, he's taking them shots and he's going to take ownership in it. And it's all on me no matter what. And that's one thing, you know, yes, he gets um, credited with all the wins, but all the losses as well were always on him. And he understood that. He took ownership in that. He never was pointing fingers at certain people. And you'd hear stuff in the media maybe that he'd say. But um, he wanted it all. He embraced the challenge and just no like no one else has. And and he, for the most part, always um, you know kept coming back better and um, backing up to kind of know that, that persona that he had about him. And I just think, yeah, just special and... One thing that I, I took as a, as a trainer, I remember when I first started coaching, I kind of was reading up on him and about being predictable. And I was kind of read this because it kind of puts it into puts it in the light. To be unstoppable, you must first be predictable. So teams say, okay, I know Kobe likes to do this. All right, that's great. That's awesome. Now stop it. Now a team makes you do something else, and you have a counter to the predictable move. When they cut you off, cut off that counter, you have a counter to that counter. But first, you have to be predictable because it not only gets a sense of stability night in and night out, but it also gives your teammates a sense of stability. So familiarity is extremely important. So it's not about having 40, 45 moves, right? I have one go-to move and I have a counter to that because the defense now knows my go-to move and then I can get on which way they're leaning. And you know, that's just, he was very simple actually in the, his approach, like footwork. It wasn't nothing, you know, he's not throwing, juggling three tennis balls and dribbling with his toes while hopscotching, you know, all these different creative methods that we see now, whatever it is, he was just right to it. And I don't know, just, we talked about carrying the torch, that's the biggest thing. Cause you have someone like that at the peak and all these youngsters coming in, that just sets the tone. LeBron's gonna carry it to the finals this year. Oh, that LA will go. We'll talk about that. Insane. But the winner's coming from L.A. regardless, I guess, so it doesn't really matter. L.A.'s going to get crazy. 
either way. But hey, single things that come to mind. And like I said, I I was never a Kobe, like a huge Kobe fan. But what really like turned me on that is his last game. Like I remember where I was. I remember everything about that game. I didn't get to rewatch it because I was in practice. I have it recorded and I don't think I would have been able to handle it at the time. But that last game was beyond legendary and like honestly I, I used to say it was like one of my favorite regular season games to ever like that I had ever seen. That's game seven of the NBA finals, LeBron won at Golden State. And that game, those are like the two that I can remember pretty much everything about that game. Like that game was wild. Also, was it the gold medal game in the Olympics, oh eight, when he kinda he went off, right? Yeah, he just established himself as alpha with the best players in the world on his team. Like, that's just Kobe being Kobe, which is awesome. Like, I can sing Ty Kobe moments for a while now. Yeah, we should have not rushed more to Should have. Gosh, I don't know if I have a singular moment. I, I do know, though, when I was about 14 years old, I thought that wearing, like, a three-quarter down the arm yeah. thick wristband was sick. Mm-hmm. Because he had that one like right up, right above his elbow, that big yellow one he used to wear at the Lakers. Oh gosh, I had those. I thought that was the best thing. Ever. He was the one who started tights, didn't he? I don't know. I, know yeah. I wore tights because of Kobe, and I had the two K fours and the two K fives, the greatest basketball shoes ever made. I had the black Mamba ones that were black with the white check, and they had his sign on the back. And I told everyone, "This is a samurai sign. It's black Mamba. I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> Not literally, but I love it. Just what do you want to do? Uh, I want to. I want to do a draft. Can we do like the best teammates he's played with? Yes. Yeah, so Anything? since we're gonna do like great teammate talk tonight with our three-on-three kids, I think it would be prudent to do a Mount Rushmore of your favorite Kobe teammates. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best. Yeah. But just ones that you remember. Good or bad, yeah. That you want on your Mount Rushmore? Okay. Do I get first pick? Yeah, you can go have for first it. pick. All right, I'll take Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Um, I'm gonna go Lamar Odom. Oh. Uh, Not only on the court, but they were just—he always had Lamar's back every situation. Um. I guess I gotta go with Powell then. It's a good pick. Championships. Yeah. I got a legend for you, Derek Fisher. Love it. That shot he made against the Spurs back in the day, that was a good one. You get two, Sky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't done it in a while, so I don't yeah. know if you remember, but it's not as hard as shot fakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about Derek Fisher. Hot shakes and tough fakes. Um, Hot snakes. Robert Ory. Second ah, one. Big shot, Bob. Uh, That's a good pick. Um... <laughs> There's like so many different eras to choose from. Yeah. And he had the really, 20 years where he had the really good late 90s, early 2000s. He had the crummy years and the late 2000s and that young group again when he just kind of got to wind down. Um, I just want him on my list since I missed out on LL. I'll go Smush Parker. Hey. <laughs> just an infamous teammate. Yeah. Probably the most mentioned by Kobe teammate. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Mark Madison. Oh gosh! <laughs> Comes back to after they won their, uh, they got the ring and his dance. I'll just never forget that scene. That of is true. Them all kind of conning him and 
Mark Madsen. I will go with uh, Rick Fox. He wore number seven. Uh, wore number seventeen. That was my favorite number. So I got to go with Rick Fox. And start on holes. Um, great movie. Great Rick, look. Rick Fox. And then uh, let's see. Start the third round. I, I'm gonna say a name here, and they were only a teammate for a year, but I loved him, and they didn't do anything with it. They got beat by the Pistons, but I'm gonna take uh, Gary Payton. GP comes from the same cloth. That's for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of super team, that was the first one: Shaq, Kobe, Gary Payton, Carl Malone. He, lost yep, the Pistons, lost, yeah. but that was washed. Carl, yeah, they were both all right. Come on. Shoot, I had one and forgot it. I'm so did I. <laughs> I saw that one. Andrew Bynum. Um, he was like 17, 18 when he came in the league and just raw. And yeah, I, I remember him, him and Bobby saw the two Twin Towers. Yeah, those were the good I forgot years. about mine. Yeah, he, he has a wild story. Um, I had a really good one, so just know this pick would have been really good. <laughs> um, Coming back to you. Keep thinking. <laughs> you got to the fourth round coming back. Bad pick. Okay, I got. Oh no 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 no! Metal World Peace. Gosh. That's one of the big four I remembered it. That's a good one. Pick. That's the wheels of my brain turning live on there. He's Metal World Peace. You can take Ron Artest. Was he Ron Artest on the Lakers? I think he switched right when he came over. His jersey was World Peace. I got. You got two here in the third start. Ronnie Terrioff. Ronnie, just a great teammate, great role player. Gonzaga one. Yep. Um, and I got an old one for you, Nick the Quick Van Exel. That's a good one. That's a good oh. point guard back in, the, back in the '90s Lakers. Did he ever play with Eddie Jones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will take Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones, favorite players. Eddie from Jones the NBA Showtime. on last night on the TNT thing. Jerry West with the story of how he, he traded Eddie Jones to Miami to allow Kobe to start because he knew Kobe was going to be the best player in the league, and he got a lot of flack for it. But he traded Eddie Jones because he said Kobe needs to be the guy. Hey, Eddie Jones was a I problem love Jones. in NBA Showtime. And the originator of the number six. My last pick, I don't know how I thought of him, but Devin George. Mm. Oh. Best D3 player ever you drafted, yeah. right? Or to play in the NBA, probably. Augsburg University. Yeah. Did workouts at St. Thomas More. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> this, circle. this is uh, last pick and uh, saved the end, and I'm going to find a loophole here. We said best teammates, not best Laker teammates. I'll take LeBron, Team USA. Thank you. Uh, I was about that uh, too. Uh, if I can't take that, I will take. Um, <laughs> if I can't take that, I'll take Shannon Brown. Oh, that's a great pick. I love Shannon Brown. I love watching him guard and yeah. just dunk everything and all that jazz. So. Um, good stuff. Um, what else we got to do here? We got to make some football picks? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do it. You got you got the updated list? Yeah. I mean, how much am I winning by, I guess, at this point? <laughs> last, last pick of the year. Baker, 31-19-1. Kyle, 26-23-1. Sky, 25-22-1. And, and BG, 21-26. So BG's got no chance to catch even third place. I was so like, right got, first, too. What do we got, the Super Bowl? We got five five bets here. You got five picks? Yes. It's going to be interesting. You listen up. Okay. Okay. We'll start with the prop bets. Yes, sir. First one we got, heads or tails? Who's calling it? Tails never fails. San Francisco's the away team, correct? Is it guessing what they call or guessing what it is? What it is. Guessing what it is. What it is. Tails. Duh. Tails. 
Um, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen right now. San Francisco is going to call tails. It's going to end up being heads, and Mahomes is going to score real quick. So I'm going heads. I'm going heads as well. If you were ever captain in a soccer match and someone picked heads on the coin flip, you just knew you were going to beat that team. So, But they're not picking heads. San Francisco's away team. You have pick to pick tails. tails. They are going to, but I'm telling you it's going to be wrong, and Mahomes is going to be up 7-0 with 14 minutes Okay, the we'll watch it be tails. I might have to bet this now. <laughs> All right, next one we got, Gatorade Color. That gets dumped? Yep. What's their Gatorade? What red. red team is? They're both red. Whoever I would say red. I'm going to go light blue. Light blue. Terrible. Fruit punch red, easy. I got red. Coaches hate being dumped in red. Yeah. Not if you're Andy Reid and you're wearing red. He's gonna be wearing white. Mm-hmm. I, think wearing red, I think red's shirt. too <laughs> obvious of a choice. I'm going yellow. Yellow, Ooh, don't hate it. Got yellow in there. Orange is what I visualize first. You know what? Put me down for orange. Orange. No bangles. Two better make that three. All right, next one we got Demi Lovato national anthem. Over, under, two minutes. Under. All right, here's some analysis. Didn't watch the Grammys. A lot going on that day. Got a notification on my phone that Demi Lovato broke down and started crying in her performance. Yeah. Had a restart. (laughs) This thing is going over, boys. (laughs) What are we talking about? I got the overs as well. Life's too short to bet the unders, man. a tough one. I looked at like the <laughs> last 15 years <laughs> of the times. What's well, like, like the average time? 150 to 213. The normal national anthem is a minute 47. So you need yeah. someone who carries out notes and like <laughs> she is that but she's going to keep it simple. She's on the comeback. Keep it simple. I see where you're at. Like I just started crying during the Grammys just going to get in get out get on with life. Get my money. She's going to She's going to drag it out. She's going to belt it. <laughs> I'm taking it over, too. Come on, Debbie. Come on, Debbie. Hey, 31-19-1. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> fine. I'll take you. Let's get, like, 12 bets in today. So I can maybe make up some ground. All right, we'll go over-under next. Over-under 51 and a half. Jeez. Over. Last year, worst Super Bowl in the history of time. I want to see some points. I got the overs as well. 51 and a half. That's a good number. They're not playing around this year. <laughs> so 27-24, that's the under. That's 51. Yep. It's going to be 28-27. 31-27 is what I got. They had two weeks prepared defensively. San Francisco, if San Francisco runs the ball, they're going to be up. <sighs> under. So the dude who said Mahomes, you know, get the ball and score a touchdown. 7 0. It's going to be 7 7. It's going to be 14 7. 14 14. Touchdown. I hope that'd be fun. Touchdown and commercial fest. I hope I'm wrong on that one. I'm taking over for sure. I think you can't prepare for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to. He's going to have some big plays. He's going to score points. I think the Niners are going to as well. It's my last pick, series. I'll throw you guys in bones. I'll take the under. And you guys can uh, <laughs> last one we got um, over or the line here. Casey is favored by one point right now. By the Super Bowl starting, I predict the Niners will be favored by one. Why is that? All the sharp bets will come in late. They're just waiting. Yep. I got it. So are we just Casey, go, on, let's just go pick them? Let's just go pick them, I would say. I'm Denver Broncos fan through and through. I don't want to pick them. 
Sanders. I want Emmanuel the Sanders. I want Emmanuel Sanders to win. The blood of the Broncos. If the Niners win, Emmanuel Sanders wins, and he played a few games with the Broncos. Therefore, the Broncos win. I think Part there's a greater link to the Broncos than Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, so you got winner and then MVP coaches. Um, Shanahan. Yeah, <laughs> love Shanahan. I love it. I want to pick the Niners, but most dirt is C.J. Anderson or Ruben Jerome. I am going to take <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. MVP. MVP. Patrick, my homies. Is that a division rival you just chose? Yeah, but they're not as bad as the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. Not same, what if you're same. Add Sam, Patrick Mahomes, first, first of a few. Whoa! I like it. Super Bowl MVPs. Of a few, maybe two or three. Who's won multiple Super MVPs? Let me ask you that. Who's won multiple? Eli Manning, I know that. <laughs> Preach. Hall of Famer. Tom Peyton. Brady, Eli. Peyton. Peyton's won Joe Montana. Two. Joe Mo- like no, the- Peyton won one, didn't he? Who else won? Did he win one with the Colts? He didn't when win with the Bears. Von Miller won, yeah. right? Von yeah. Miller won. Oh, he's won one. So even Peyton Manning, the best quarterback of all time, hasn't even won Whoa. There's only, there's only five <laughs> quarterbacks that have won two, multiple, I think. So you're thinking Mahomes is going to be like the one of the best of all time? You guys have to think. Joe two Burrow's coming into the league next year. <laughs> You get the Bengals. We got Zach Taylor, who's supposedly a quarterback whisperer. I haven't seen it, but put me down for Bengals futures and put me down for Chiefs. Sorry, man. (laughs) I love it. Who's the MVP? Who's the MVP? Honey Badger? Bro, Patrick Mahomes. What are you talking about? If the Chiefs win, it's going to be because Patrick Mahomes balled out. Exactly. All right, Kyle. Wow, so you guys got a lot of faith in the Niners. <laughs> Just like all your third best team in the West, right, Sky? After you make your more. incorrect decision, I'll tell you a take that I heard that made a lot of sense. All right, I'm taking the Niners for sure. I think it's going to be a close game, great game. Um, I really think it comes down to Casey's defense overall. If the Niners can get their um, pass game going. Jimmy G is my MVP. Six Listen, for eight, Jimmy G. You just G. wait. You just sure. wait. <laughs> They're going to come out super aggressive. So do the, the, the Texans, 24-0. Um, yikes. <laughs> first drive, what? Hand off, hand off, hand off, no, hand off, hand off, play action. hand off, hand off, play hand off, 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 hand just seemed like a team that lost the Super Bowl. Like, just that random year, all the 49ers were a good team that year. That's just where I'm at with it. Keep keep hating, Foss. Like, they're going to be in the background of a Sports Illustrated commercial with confetti falling on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid waddling to get the trophy. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope the Chiefs win just for Andy Reid. Yeah, it's going to be legendary, awesome. man. But I, I already seen it in my head. Orange Gatorade. Andy Reid. Greg, George Kittle. It's going to have a huge game. For sure. Take the over on his... Um, reset, or receiving yards of 55. But see, I think if the 49ers win... 30 to 12, you got I think if the 49ers win, it would be like a Nick Bosa to get MVP. Yeah, yeah. Like Von Miller? Because like, they're going to win in a, like 21-13, 24-13. Like, they're going to win. They're going to shut the water off. The under. They're not going to outscore the Chiefs. They're going to shut them down. understanding that when you completely control the line scrimmage every playoff game... You don't have to pass the ball. Who have they played? The Vikings? Okay. The Packers? It's the worst division in football to me. And the Bears won it last year. Shout out, Corey. What are you talking about? Losing losing all credit (laughs) for everything you're saying right now. 
I didn't say any of this. I hope it's a fun game. Yeah, I hope it's a fun game. Yeah, hey, that's... Really? If the 49ers win, I'll be happy. All I want to see, good commercials, good game. Because last year was terrible. Yeah. All right, let's move. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. But that was awesome. (laughs) Best thing we saw? Worst thing I saw... Baker's quitting on us. We're quitting. No, I'm just kidding. That is that's elephant in the room. Thanks, guy. <laughs> I uh, am moving to a part-time position. I'm taking a new full-time position, so this will be my last appearance on the podcast. But no, no, it will not be. Uh, it will not be your last. My last full-time appearance on the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, it's bittersweet. It's been a great run, and uh, still be around and help out a little bit here and there. I hope. And um, but yeah, I think uh, I thought about it the other day. And um, job's been really good. I've worked with some really good people, but it's it's like basketball. So at the end of the day, like I always tell people, like the best memories from my basketball playing career and coaching was the relationships and like the things that aren't even basketball. I think of being on the road and playing at a little golf course with Kyle, or playing at Bully Pulpit, or being in Blair, or whatever it may be. Um, those those uh, those memories go a long way. Being in the office, doing podcasts, working on things together, um, helping each other out, select stuff. Um, that's those have been the best memories. So. Um, it's been it's been fun. It's been real, but you guys can take the torch. I'm, I'm I am uh, passing the torch. And then on behalf of all of us, I think we can just say thank you to you. I know when I came in here, um, you know everyone had kind of been working here. Freddie was here, and but you took me under my wing, you know, and just kind of taught me the ropes. And um, I respect you for that, and just kind of how you communicate with parents, um, your your fun attitude. Of you know, kind of keeping practice light in a sense, kind of being yourself. That we talk about, yep. like kind of being a goofball, yeah, you and bet. that's that's you wholeheartedly. And that's just you know, go back talk about Kobe. Like you are, you are, and I think that when you're not faking your personality, that's when it radiates everyone else. And it's going to be weird without you around. And there'll be adjustments for us three moving forward. But I mean, you've given us a a good foundation on you know how it looks and work ethic and things like that. And I'm just being honest with you. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, big. Well, big shoes to fill, but literally. all about like leaving a place better than you found it. I would yeah. definitely say that. And it's not like you just dip. you like, yeah, here's what we need to do. Here's when you should do it. So like, we already have that here's your mapped out. Eat it up. And <laughs> I'll refrain from saying, hey, it's mid-May. I'm not going to be on that, but you already like laid that out for us. So... Maybe we can get a hashtag dad update every once in a while. Yeah, I'll get you dad we can update. Call, make a random <laughs> yeah, dad. Call right at midnight and say, "Hey, what's going on? How's Mace?" <laughs> uh, I'll give. I'll be glad to give you a dad update. So. And I'll no, be I the first it. to offer Mace a spot on a Vera Five B <laughs> Purple. Gotcha. Let's go. We're good. Um, no, that'll be good. So I appreciate everything. So all right, now the best thing that we saw. I'll start if you guys don't have anything. It's been a tough week, but if I can find one needle in the haystack, I said this. I have to go back. I should have went back and looked at it last spring. Oh, about a year go. ago on the podcast. <laughs> I said that this time next year, Larry Walker would be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds would not. Roger Clemens would not. Kurt Schilling would not. No way. Larry Walker gets in over all those steroid guys. It'll be his last time in the Hall of Fame. The only other guy would get in would be Jeter. It's Larry Walker for sure. 
First Rocky in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Big. Oh, Big deal. It was a great day. It was a great day last week. So congratulations, Larry Walker. Future Hall of Famer Todd Helton coming up in a few years as well. And, uh, yeah, paving the way. Love it. As a Red Sox fan, I can't relate to any of what you just said because we... It's fine. You don't have to. We pay. Oh, how to go. The Hall of Fame. Best thing I saw, um, our, our fifth grade purple team, we were down five in our um, tournament last weekend with a minute left we had three people on the court with four fouls and um, an injury so we had five total players so we ended up going on nine to one run to end the game and it was just one of those situations where they really had to think okay three of us can't foul or we're disqualified out of the game how are we going to maneuver through this and um, that was definitely the best thing I saw just kind of the resilience at the end of the game and just all it takes is that, you know, two minutes or one minute of things going your way and having that positive attitude and things can change really quick. Um, that's the best thing I saw. Good coaching. Good tournament. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> Pause not. My girls know when they make coaching. shots, it's good coaching. When they make <laughs> shots, it's bad shot. Um, <clears throat> in a tough basketball week, it takes a lot to see... If- basketball video to lift your spirits but being the office fan that i am when i saw this video i absolutely died it was hilarious <laughs> some kid in a high school game so if you've seen the office episode where they play basketball michael scott's at the free throw line and he sets the ball down at his feet like lines up his hands and then picks the ball up and throws it over the backboard some kid did that exact routine and then airballed the shot in a high school game and it was perfect it was awesome so Shout out to that kid. He <laughs> killed it. Classic. Player of the week. Player of the week. <laughs> I don't know if I have one. I got one for you. Last night, um, our boy Chucky from Bellevue West, ended up, he wears number 24 for Kobe, always has worn Kobe shoes. And I know there's probably a lot of stories about this, but he ended up scoring 24 in the fourth quarter to have a comeback victory against... I can't remember who they played. Probably one. someone from Omaha. It's number one team. Crit and Prep? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Chucky. Chucky. I changed my best thing to that. Um, <laughs> Good shot to Chucky. That's sick. That's, yeah. That's pretty special. Ended with a sweet dunk at the end. Uh, one more shout out. Milestone and Moronsic set the school record oh, yeah. for scoring total points, career points last night. So, Congrats. it's been a fun player to work with over the mm-hmm. over the few years. So, um, um, any guesses on who's going to go get that? Abraham? Get I'll get the points record. record. Oh, your sister. <laughs> Simply because of eighth grade coaching, you know. <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. I mean, the one tournament she played with me, uh, got coached. Oh yeah, over she really got coached over really well. Yeah. So, all right, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a blast for me, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Deuce. Go.